0: Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Since the very first episode, you've already realized that this show is actually really personal for me because I just kind of lay it all out there and let you hear what my life has to offer, and I have the crazy conversations with everybody that. That we have on a daily basis and today I've got a treat for you because I've got someone to help me Dispel some mystery in my life If you listen to the very first episode, you know that my family was a little unconventional I told you because when I was growing up I had a step-grandmother and an uncle that was seven years older than me because my grandmother died before I was born but This week, my mother came for a visit, and I get to put her to work. Hi, Mom. Hello. Well, how's everything going?
1: Good, now that I'm here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We only get to see each other about twice a year, Christmas, and so once or twice in the summer. Exactly. And we've learned through trial and error, the more casual we are, the better the trip. We try to do all these plans and run all over town. And it usually wears us out, and we usually get irritable and start griping at each other. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today, because today I want to talk about my grandmother and your mother. And I just want to explain for a second really why this seemed like a good idea to me, to the listeners, because I think we've all got those people in our lives that they died before we were born... And our relatives have told us the stories and because they're dead they They the stories always have this almost mythical and fabled Spin to it. They were the greatest person. They were the most caring person. They were the the You know, they were just they were always nice to everybody like there's always it's always The profiles complete. They're good people. They do great things because they're gone, but just like everybody they were real people with struggles and happiness and successes and failures and that's why I wanted to do this episode for the listeners was because maybe this will spark some interest in your life to dig a little deeper into your ancestry but for today we're going to dig into mine and that's what I was going to what I was saying to you was we, we we me Megan my sister and the cousins Carrie and Wes and Miranda and da- Daniel and Derek well we all grew up here in the you know, the highlights of Mama. So I wanted to talk to you about the deeper, less exciting parts, the the mundane, the real, the the you know, everyday stuff. So um yeah. So when I talk about your mom who passed in seventy eight, what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
1: That a I- Sorry, wonderful lady was taken from this earth way too long, too early, Mm -hmm. rather. She was forty-three when she passed away. I was twenty-four years old, teaching school, and she only met two of her grandchildren, which was Derek Spiegel and Carrie Davis. Mm -hmm. But they were babies,
0: so Carrie was she was just over a year old, right? Yeah, and Derek was what? So he was born in seventy. I think he was, like, four. So he was, if it was 78, he was three. Okay. Yeah, so he was three years old.
1: So that is the only two, and my, one of my regrets that she never got to see either of my kids. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love for her to have met both my kids.
0: Well, and yeah, you kind of went into the grandchildren already. That's, I've, I've made extensive notes. I've called the grandkids, all the cousins. Did she ever talk to you about... Being a grandmother? No, not to me specifically. Did she ever, I mean, I guess what I want to know is because, you know, I was talking to Carrie um, the other day, and I'm thinking you're the, because Derek unfortunately passed when he was 18 in a car crash. 19. So he was the oldest. He was 19. He was 19. He was, 19. Um, he was in college, first he year was college. He was the oldest, and he was the one who had the most, the longest amount of time with her. Um, and he, so he's really the only one who might have had some type of memory being three years old. I mean, I know I have memories of when I was three, like I have little flashes of memory from that age. So he might've had something, but he's no longer with us. And I was talking to Carrie and I was thinking, you're the only person or only grandchild who really got to spend any time with her. Um, what was she like with her grandchildren? Like, what did you notice about her when she was with Carrie and, and Derek?
1: She was very protective of her grandchildren. What do you mean? Well, she was a very laid back lady like I am, mm-hmm. laid back and she would take, 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 but you messed with her kids or her two grandchildren and then you were in trouble.
0: Do you have any, like, examples of how she was protective of them? Like, do you have any memories of, what, like, something she might have said to somebody that let you know? Oh, yes. My sister and her crazy husband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when well, Derek was a baby, they lived in a house with Mom and Dad. And my sister Sandra and Robert was... Still in bed. Derek was crying, wanting to get up. He was wanting to be changed and wanting to be fed, and mm-hmm. they didn't get up, so she just politely went in there and told them to get their butts up out of the bed and see to that baby.
0: And just so you know, this ha- <laughs> this podcast has an explicit rating, so you can say any word you want to use, <laughs> Well, just in case you have the need to quote anybody verbatim, because... <laughs> well,
1: I will go back then. She went in there and told them to get their ass out of the bed <laughs> and take care of that baby.
0: <laughs> well, um...
1: And not to take it out on him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they got up and did what she did because they were afraid of her.
0: So, and that's something that I, that's part of sort of the mystique. Because that's that's how I really try to put it because there are these little flashes of stories that I can tell (coughs) verbatim because I am a storyteller. So I can reiterate the stories that I've told or that I was, that I've been told about her verbatim, with inflections, with, you know, that, but I, I, so I've been told that she's, she had a temper. She, she was, she was, and I don't, I think that might even be, uh, this is just me speculating, that might be a mis, a misnomer for the time and age in which she lived the 70s, the 60s, the 50s. She was just a strong woman. And that's what they say about strong women. Even today, some people, like Hillary Clinton, hmm. they thought she was a shrill or a rigid woman which she was just a strong woman. So, I mean, is that what you would say about your mom? That, that she really wasn't—she didn't have, like, an unruly temper. She just had a strong will, right? Exactly. That was just, you, you know, she knew, she stood in her own convictions, it seems.
1: That's exactly the way I would describe her. She was a strong lady. She was the biggest tomboy that ever was, like
0: I was. So you are i mean, everybody always said that you looked just like her. I like, did. I remember growing up, people thought—like, I—we were in town in the grocery store at times. I remember there was one woman one time that ran into us in the grocery store. I think she might have had some kind of dementia, but she thought you were Othello. Mm-hmm. She was—and I was so confused, because I was a little kid, and she thought— she was like, "Hey, Othel." She started talking to you about things that were in Othel's life, and you had to tell her, "I'm not her." But I guess being a tomboy and everything, you looked like her. You even probably walked like her, and you, you know, probably you probably. I mean, that's the thing. Do you think your voice sounds like her? Uh, yes. Because we just, I, I just played you the sound check. Did that sound like her on the sound check? Exactly. Really?
1: Exactly. If any two could look. As much alike as mother daughter could, mm-hmm. yes. My step grandfather used to see me pass in the car, and he would say, "I don't know if that was your mom or you passing." Mm-hmm. Cause um, her growing up, she had the short hair like I do. She
0: played softball. Oh, did she? Yes. I didn't realize she was uh, such an athlete. Oh yes,
1: she was very. Like I said, she was the biggest tomboy that was in the community. But then she, you could turn around, and she would be dressed up and be the prettiest lady in the community.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Did she like to dress up and be girly as well? Yes, she did. Because that's not something you've ever really been interested in, no. with, in the, you know, pearls and jewelry and oh, no, long hair. No, she didn't
1: like that. She didn't like the pearls and the jewelry and the long hair. No, she didn't. But as far as dressing up making up, yes.
0: She did wear makeup. Yes, and, she and was and a pretty she, lady went out on the town sometimes with pop. Yep. And, well, just to kind of build the narrative just a little bit because I'm, I don't really want to build too much of I don't want to get too far off track, but you were the oldest child and then there was 2 years between you and your brother Danny and then 2 years between him and Sandra and then there was a fourth child, Rita Ann. Yes. Yeah. And there was 2 years between Sandra and Rita Ann. So it was just 2 by 2 by 2 by 2. And from what I feel like Carrie and I and Megan have all been talking this week, um, from what we've all been sort of led to believe, you, you grew up in a household where there was a lot of rules and there was a lot of structure and strict parenting. Is that, was that Would you say that's true, yes. that it was strict? And,
1: yes, that cause is we. Because
0: I remember we've always been told, well, if you grew up in my house— this one never flew in our house, so we and we're so lenient on you kids, you don't have any clue, kind of thing.
1: Yes, they were strict rules, but at the same time, let me see
0: how to put this,
1: we knew what we could and we could not do. I mean, when we were growing up— And what do
0: you mean by that?
1: Well, uh, like my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. you know, there was a
0: big party. Well, like a party at the lake, somebody's house, yeah, something like that. Party ah.
1: in the pasture, in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody else went, but my dad said, no, "No, you're not going."
0: It was during your senior year. Yeah,
1: I said, "No, you're not going. You're not going where they're gonna be drinking and all sorts of things going on. No, you're not going." So
0: and your mom was. On the same page. They're like, nope, sorry, done, done. Uh, That's what I made a note of what are some of the rules that were set. Who was was more strict?
1: My dad was more strict. My mom usually was on the same page with him. Mm -hmm. But if they ever were not on the same page, we didn't
0: know it. Really? Right. So what did that look like to you? Because I I really want to get a sense of who she was. Because, like— Again, we knew you grew up in a strict household, but what did her not being as strict as him look like to you? Like, what was the way that let you know she wasn't quite as strict as him?
1: For the most part, as punishment. He was the one that did the punishment, mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, like I said, she was made laid back, but she would take, well, did take, she...
0: take and then,
1: then she would... Let you have it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, did she like say anything that would like when he was doing the punishing, did she just kinda stay quiet and let him be the punisher, sort of like the rules of society at that time, women are submissive to their husbands. Is that was that the air she had that she let him be the disciplinarian and she stayed completely silent or
1: at that time? Did she let
0: him choose the path and she backed him up and said, No, you your father has spoken?
1: well both of them i mean you us growing up you knew if dad said no do not go and ask mom <laughs> because she would say whatever your dad said that stands <laughs> mhm
0: right um would you say that she was nurturing though she was very what did that look like like how would she nurture did she come in your bedroom and sit on your bed and hug you, or did she give you a pep talk that perked you up, or Mm -hmm. what did her nurturing look like? Nurturing would be,
1: if Dad didn't let me go to, like, to the party, she would come
0: sit on the bed and say, you know, your dad's right. Sort of lead you to the the space of understanding how he got there, because he was, I knew him. Mm -hmm. I knew he had a firm hand. He had a steel leg, and then... I mean, that it felt his and sometimes his his resolve for telling people like it is was just as yes, not well, steel that's. leg, <laughs> but you know what I mean. He, well, in the
1: end, he did
0: have a steel leg, yeah, he did have steel in <laughs> his leg in the end, but but he had a resolve. And so, I could, I know him of saying what I said goes. I don't need you to understand why I said no, I need you to understand the answer was no. And exactly. so, was that how she was? She would come and help you sort of get your me mental understanding of leading you to the where he was yes
1: that's because that's who
0: you were to me that's exactly that's who you were exactly with me and me and megan too Same and i much. would i don't know i can't speak for aunt kathy and uncle danny but i would assume that that could probably be how kathy was with wes and carrie mm-hmm. because uncle danny he's got a firm hand like yep like my dad did, like your dad did, which, again, you can't compare my dad to your dad because Mm -hmm. he was much softer than your dad, I'm sure. (laughs)
1: Well, today, if you looked at the punishment today that we had, the courts would say we were abused, Mm -hmm. and that's not true because we didn't get whippings and spankings all the time, but when you did... You knew he meant business, and you didn't want you didn't want to go there again. Mm-hmm. And you knew when he said no that that's what he meant no. Yeah, you didn't ask him again.
0: <laughs> well, what have you ever asked him again? <laughs> no. Did, I mean, I feel like if anybody did, it would have been Sandra. Yes, San- did she? Uh, Sandra did. Sandra <laughs> she was. She beg and begged. Let me do it. Let me do it because <laughs> she's the youngest. I'm the youngest. I know what it's like to be the youngest, and I'm the youngest because Derek is twelve years older than me. Mm. And then Carrie's 10. And I'm the youngest of, well, essentially eight children in that family dynamic. And mm-hmm. so I understand what it's like to want to be like the big kids or the older kids. And I'm, I kind of gather that's how Sandra was. She wanted the freedom that you and Danny had yes. because she's youngest. So, um,
1: But it was like, I mean, if you said, you know, you said you will get a weapon. Mm-hmm. And it was like three hours later, you knew he didn't forget about it. He oh,
0: he would <laughs> let you sit. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did she ever do any of the spanking and the whipping? And
1: not as
0: much, but
1: <laughs> some. But you didn't want to cross her either. I mean, if she said no, that's what she meant. Mm-hmm. But. You know, well, she, I mean,
0: don't you think that's the way it is with all women, though? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the way it is with you and but she all would, the women. that You know, they don't need to wear their stern, heavy hand on their sleeve, yeah. but they can. But they can. Well, um,
1: I, for example, I ran, which I was young, not even a teenager, but mm-hmm. young, like seven or eight years old. I ran from her one time. She was going to give me hips whipping with a hickory.
0: I remember the hickory. I've been whooped with a hickory before.
1: <laughs> I ran from her. Well, needless to say, I didn't run anymore,
0: ever. <laughs> What'd she do? She tore my butt up. <laughs> Did, I, I think, see, this is one of those stories, I think, <laughs> you've told me that I can recall that you ran and hid under the covers.
1: No, that was a different time. Okay,
0: because I remember you telling me one time. No, this was
1: because I was out in, walking on the road at dawn when I could have gotten run over. Mm-hmm. And she had told So wait, you
0: were seven or eight years old walking on the road? Just well,
1: then we could. <laughs> well, there weren't as many cars, and people knew where everybody lived and knew where the kids were, and mm-hmm. they didn't fly up down the roads like well, they do today.
0: That's, that's the 50s, I guess, yes. right?
1: And she had, I had walked out to our neighbor's house, and she told me to be home before dark. Well, I didn't. And she got the hickory, and she was fixing them, and I ran from her, and... And when she caught up with me, she tore me up, and I didn't run from her again. Cause
0: this is what always amazed me too. And then I got—I'm going to move on to uh, something else. But um, you uh, let's see, your house that you grew up in—how big would you say it was? Maybe three hundred square feet? The whole house?
1: Well, Still that, there? Yeah, if that
0: much. If that much? <laughs> I mean, it was a tiny house, and it was three bedrooms at the time. Yes,
1: three bedrooms.
0: It, uh, and you and Sandra stayed in a room, Danny had a room, and then there was, quote unquote, the master bedroom, mm-hmm. which had the bigger closet, I guess, and that's well, it.
1: Mom and Dad had a room, ours was next, it was, uh, big enough for a, uh, Full-size bed, mm-hmm. just enough room, about three feet on each side of the bed to walk around. Yeah, Danny's room was, had bunk beds, and it was about as big as our walk-in closet.
0: Yeah, it was like a walk-in closet, huh?
1: huh? Um, when we moved in the house, the bathroom was not complete because our house had burned when I was in second grade.
0: What was that house called? It was one of those catalog, well-ordered... Jim Walter Homes. Jim Walter Homes, which, what does that mean?
1: Jim Walter built homes, but they were not complete on the inside.
0: It was just a... Because you got to pick out your yeah. fixtures and yeah. stuff from his home, it was, Jim And they Walter moved it there, didn't they? Almost like a... Not a mobile home, but it was... Exactly. ...movable, like a... Our
1: house before, the one I grew up in, burned. hmm So we were moving here, there, just... Was in
0: it in the same spot, that house? Exactly, was same spot. I never knew that.
1: Yes. And... Dad bought the Jim Walter home, had it moved there. The walls were not complete. They had to be completed. There was no bathroom in the house when we bought it. Uh
0: Uh-huh, because that's that's kind of just, like, put on the back of the house,
1: huh? Well, the room
0: was there. Oh, wasn't? Yeah. That's a tiny little bathroom. That bathroom is probably four feet by six feet, I -hmm. think. Maybe eight to ten feet. I don't
1: think it's ten feet. No.
0: No, it's definitely not 10 feet. But, but anyway... Um,
1: and they completed it little by little, mm-mm. got it finished.
0: But yep. that's what that's what it looked like. You had a 300-square-foot house, three children for a while, and then, well, the reason I say three children is because Rita Ann, she passed away from crib death. At how old was she? Three months old. Three months old. So, so you had four children, but she was never a part of the... Um, sort of the crazy mixed up world of child rearing in the 50s still small enough that she stayed in the room where mom and dad Mm -hmm. so there was essentially three kids two parents and a 300 square foot house in the 1950s Mm -hmm. well small
1: kitchen and the dining room and the living room was one big room
0: right well and that's the thing danny's room's not because the house is still there right granny my step-grandmother whom I, I, she's been there ever since I was born, and I, I love her. Just I, I was saying to someone else the other day, I said, I, from my, my consideration, I feel like I've always had five grandparents, mm-hmm. and she still lives there today. But Danny's room's gone; that's part of the kitchen. There's a kitchen table in his bedroom now, and then. Right. Where the dining room was is now where the TV is, so you cut off two whole rooms to make two other rooms bigger, and it's still the most cramped little house you've ever been in. Exactly. And so, but in the 50s, I guess you didn't need all that much space, because we, we didn't. don't have this, we, you didn't have that world of opulence and more stuff, more stuff, more stuff like we have today. No. So. Well,
1: then we didn't spend a lot of time in the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Except to sleep exactly almost Sleepable. dorm style huh oh,
1: yes to eat and sleep
0: now that we've built out the profile a little bit of the world you grew up in i'm going to take a little coffee break but then when we come back i want to get a little more personal about maw maw <laughs> we're back and so far I would say that everything we've really talked about has sort of lent credence to sort of the way that I already knew about Mama Othell Othell Whitlock Davis Um, so I want to break it down just a little bit because I think I mentioned this before um, in the beginning that you know when when someone has passed and someone that you look up to so much your mother she becomes sort of mythical and fabled and this sort of larger-than-life hero that you give to us because you want us to know that she was phenomenal. But I want to break it down into a more mundane space of um, just kind of getting to know her, like really getting to know her. Um, So yeah, like, for instance, I wrote down here, did she have any, like, phrases that she would say like the things that like type of things that she would always say around the house like something she would say to y'all you know little limericks or whatever you know what i mean like things that you always say like your your phrases good cow (laughs) (laughs) so like did she say anything like that
1: Uh, well one that i can remember she said you could say why and she would say because i said
0: so (laughs) <laughs> that's so. it's so funny because, like, maybe, maybe <laughs> she is just this larger than life person. Because again, that lends lends credence to to what to what I already know about her. She's because I said so. Well, why'd you do that?
1: What? Well, why? Why? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. That is why.
0: <laughs> so she really did. She was a woman who felt the need to be in control of her household and she executed it flawlessly it sounds like for the most part I mean down the road some children ran away from home and eloped (laughs) and had babies at 16 but for the most part growing up she kind of she ran that household like a ship shape kind of place
1: Uh, I I always go back and Tell my mom and dad, I did, told my mom before she passed away, if I had not been in a household with a little bit of a Mm tightrope, I probably wouldn't have went down the path that I did, which I am glad I did
0: go down that path. I went to college, Mm -hmm. taught school. And got married after college. After college, you had you were completely single through college. You did not have a husband to come home to. Exactly. You played ball. You lived in the dorm. You and it led to some wonderful opportunities. Exactly. Like basketball, you were being looked at for the Olympic basketball team at one point. And exactly. You played a little professional softball here and there. Um.
1: Had I not lived in a household with more strict rules, I might have. Veered away from the mm-hmm. path that
0: I and got distracted. Got,
1: and
0: Because, I mean, you always, I mean, you wind up where you're supposed to wind up in life. I, I believe that spiritually, you wind up where you're supposed to wind up. Some of us, it takes a lot longer. Um, you, you're gonna, you, if you don't do it right, the brick wall is gonna come down and say, no, you know, that's what, well, it's what Oprah says. She says that if you, whatever the right way to do it, it's gonna be a whisper then a flick, then a pebble, then a brick, and then the whole brick wall is going to come down your head until you get the point, this is the path you're supposed to be on. But because you had such a strict household, you sort of stuck to your path. I mean, after all these years, you feel like it was still the right path.
1: I do still. like it was the right path. And I went back as I got older and told Mom and Dad, thank you Mm -hmm.
0: for... You were able to tell her... Yes. Thank you for you being. You did this for me, and it's wonderful.
1: And I'm glad you did. Because you,
0: ta- you taught at the same high school you attended, which is the same high school I attended, which was the same high school your parents attended. They were pretty close to the first group, weren't they? Because the- when was the school started? 34 or 43?
1: No, it was 30, in the 30s.
0: 33, story. 33, think. and they graduated probably late 40s, right? So Well, Mom didn't graduate. She didn't graduate. Uh, she, after,
1: well, she went and got her GED at the college that I attended, Athens State
0: College. So she went to Athens to get her GED. I never knew that. Yes. So when did... they didn't wh- do it. They how were. old was she when she and Paw got married? She was 16. He was 17. When they got married. When they got married. And he went to... I, I saw this when he died. I was going through some of his papers, um, and I saw his high school diploma in the fifties. Yes. From Walker College. Mm-hmm. Or Walker High School maybe. Walker College. Or but he so he went back and got his GED as well. Right. Okay. And then so and then you're the first to graduate college in the family. Right. Probably out of your cousins, out of everybody. You were the first to graduate college and that is because of your parents. Right. And the values they instilled in you. Exactly. And you know, and now today Danny he's he's Making good money, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, not to get too much into money, but he's got. I mean, he and Kathy have a good life. She was a nurse, She's a nurse, and they have wonderful grandchildren. And so, it's really interesting to see how your all your lives have unfolded as a direct effect of what you're brought up in. But in sort of building out her persona and getting to know her a little deeper Mm -hmm. what was her sense of humor like
1: she had a good sense of humor she liked to have fun and all that like
0: what what does that mean to have fun Mm -hmm. was she did she pull pranks on people did she like to regale people with stories like i do Mm -hmm. you know
1: i guess when i say fun it was family time
0: Mm -hmm. What did you do as a family?
1: Well, my dad worked at night. She worked daytime. And on Wednesdays, she would take us skating, Mm -hmm. do stuff that we like to do.
0: Because did she skate with you? No. She never skated? No. Because you skate. Yes. I remember one because you've always kind of had hip problems and knee problems, back problems, and I remember one time I was 10 years old and you got out on a of roller skates and I thought for sure you were going to die. <laughs> but you skated backwards, you did turns, you did, I mean, you were like roller derby style skating <laughs> in, in your mid-40s, and I was like, oh, that's a story. But, so.
1: But that's something we wanted to do, so on Wednesdays when she got paid where she worked mm-hmm. at the chicken plant, and she would take us to eat, and but but Dad worked at night then, so she got paid, she'd take
0: us out to eat, take us roller skating. That and what was, would you, what, I wanna know the things that like, what would you talk about? when you're sitting there you're eating together the three kids and the mom the dad's at work right. what were the kind of conversations y'all would have like that's what I want I want to know because I know how you and your dad talk to each other I know how Aunt Sandra would talk to Pawpaw and I know how Danny would talk to Pawpaw like I want to know what a conversation with her looked like
1: well she would ask she would be a lot different dad she would ask you know about school work and ask how we you know our day was mm-hmm. and but at the same time, you have to understand, when we were in school, we each had a job to do. We had a babysitter until we got old enough to do Who is Who was your babysitter? My Aunt Doris. Crook. Oh, really? Yes. Then we got old enough, well, as soon as we got home from school, Sandra did the cooking. And I did the cleaning of the house. And that had to be done before Mom and Dad. And what was Danny's
0: job? Danny was playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a man. He doesn't have to do a job. Uh, well, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but.
1: Well, he had jobs to do. He had to keep the grass cut. He had mm-hmm. keep the trash out and all that. But he didn't have to do it every day. Right. Do it.
0: Because that, I mean, and that's not favoritism no, or it's not anything. No, not favoritism. Back in those days, there were no sports for women. No. Back so you when, didn't have an opportunity no. to do organized sports in school. You did it in the summertime when you were putting pickup games rather than organized exactly. for the school. So that it's not like they favored him. He didn't have to do it every day, but no, you no, do.
1: No. He was he would be playing sports. The time everybody mm-hmm. got home from work, school, practicing, all that, then we sat down as a family, had supper, and talked about things. and. Is there anything
0: that, like, in particular talk about? Mm. Like, is there any, like, little flashes of memory that you can... Not that I can think about. We mostly talk about baseball. (laughs) Of course. Of course. I was raised in the family because our family, you're in the Coleman County Sports Hall of Fame. Pawpaw's in the Coleman County Sports Hall of Fame. Uncle Danny's in the Coleman County Sports Hall of Fame. Carrie and Wes were both good at softball and baseball. Mark was pretty good at baseball Baseball was in our blood. Yes. And then it came my turn to play t ball and baseball. And to say that I sucked at it was just putting it mildly. (laughs) I was not good at baseball. I was terrible. I was terrible at baseball. I would say that,
1: but. Your dad was older. You wasn't raised on a baseball like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to say we cut our teeth on a baseball and baseball field.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I did baseball. I was terrible. I did basketball. Still terrible. And that's okay because I don't. It does not hurt my heart to be bad at baseball or basketball because I found my path. And in the seventh grade, I started running and I won the races and I could feel the family being like, "Oh, thank God, he's good at something." <laughs> He has some athlete in him, so but yeah. you, the, so your dinner table conversations were mostly about sports and right. whatever. So the game's coming up. Was her. Mama really interested in sports oh. in that way, too? So she was because I could, I know Paul Paul, yes, he, he wanted to, he could tell. Dan, I mean, I this is hypothetical, but I'm sure it might be like Danny's playing baseball, Paul Paul is telling Danny, if you will plant your foot this way, you can throw the ball this way and that'll make it even better or something. Anything like that. Or if you'll choke up on the bat a little more this way when you're trying to bunt or whatever. You know, I can see those conversations. Um, that was did basically it but Mama Dad, Mama jumped right in. She did so she had opinions. Like she was she knowing? Oh she like did. she could tell how to choke up on the bat or her or how to stand in the batter's box. or yes, she did. Or she how was. to hold your glove yes, when you catch. she was very
1: knowledgeable with, with uh, the sport. She was very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, she could work with Danny and us as well as Pop could, if it come down
0: to because it. Because <laughs> it's hard, because what I know for about her, in the 1950s, that's uncommon. Like, women were subservient, mm. and everything you tell me about her, she does not have the personality of subservience. She doesn't—she did not hold her tongue when she had no, an opinion. No, she did and, and— For
1: example, even when I was getting ready to get married, of course, I went to the doctor— Got on birth control. Mm -hmm. Well, this lady in the community started telling everybody, oh, yes, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. Well, my mom was, she got wind of it. Well, she was fixing to go and just break her over good.
0: (laughs) because Do you just, want to name her name no come on call a name no, no, no. call her out I'll, I'll send it out on facebook we'll get could her be, could be well is she still alive no oh she's not well then call her name no dance on her grave Her kids are and uh,
1: <laughs> and some of them are kin folks
0: really so well but, we'll talk well you'll name names when this is not recording
1: like. i'll get
0: that out of you <laughs>
1: got wind as they were talking trash, like, yes, she's pregnant, that's the reason she's going to doctor Rabbi, you know, and my dad said, look, there's no use in going, and... Because your mom was ready to fight. She was ready to fight, she was, she was ready to go just whip her and tell her, mm-hmm. telling lies about my kids, you yeah. know, she was ready to whip her, and dad said, there's no use in doing all that, just... Let it ride out. They'll see that they told lies. In nine months, she won't have a baby. That's not true. (laughs) And it...
0: It did. It played out. It
1: played out. I was not pregnant. I went just because I was about to get married. (laughs) And they just jumped because a lot of, well... A lot of things like that happened in their family
0: <laughs> oh really yeah I think I already I've already got it narrowed down who it's all about because mm-hmm. I know the stories but um I don't want to like I, I want the conversation to go organically but I do want to get back to um like we were go talking on. about her sense of humor um like what, what? Like what? What did she find funny? Like people falling or hurting themselves? Or you know, I, that's what I want to know. Like what was her funny? Like
1: uh, that. It's really hard to tell or remember. I mean, she she was like to
0: tell jokes. She were they like off color jokes? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I mean,
1: no. She was not like that. She didn't have a trash mouth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You just. She she worked her life for her kids, her husband. She worked hard to do her part for the household.
0: I want to pause here because something just occurred to me. Um, because I know she died at 43.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I sort of know this is how my brain sort of processed the stories that we were told. You've told us stories when you were kids you told us stories when you were teenagers like the story how you were the only girl in the community who could ride that horse bear back Mm. um and then i know story and then i've seen the pictures of her at your wedding and i've sort of built this timeline for my grandmother that ends at 43 and so to me when you tell me this story i can't help but like put it in context of how close she is to death like if you're 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 14 say Mm. and I'm like well that's okay I don't know I guess it just seems like there's this sense of urgency in the way that I process who she is does that make sense like her because I know how old she was when she died there it's just very finite like we don't live life in a finite way like we're sitting here talking right now because you're just here to visit there's no i'm not thinking about how close we are to death or how close whatever but i can't help but think of her in that way because she was just so young and now that i'm 32 or i'll be 32 next week i'm 11 years younger than she was when she died and that's like whoa that's a lot it is, and I don't really know why I stopped to pause to say that, but I just, it just, I wonder, did you? What I don't know, the, the way that she acted almost felt like there was a sense of urgency, like there was work to be done. Like, like someone's no. saying, someone's making, spreading rumors that you're a slut, you mm. got pregnant before you're married, yada yada, and she just snaps right into gear to, to jerk a knot in somebody's <laughs> tail, as they would say. And it just seems like there was. A sense of urgency to, oh, well. to to get it right, to make things right. Is that, is that how it would, I mean, does it feel that way looking back, or is it just because everything is in a nice, neat little bow for me? That's the way it feels. Like we're ending the near of the. Because you're 22. You were 24 when she died. Right. That moment when she's getting mad about somebody, she's two years from death. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the only. Is it just me that that's why it feels no. like there's a sense of urgency? Because. No,
1: there was no urgency. It's just. Was going to set the record straight. Mm. <laughs> but Let me go back and tell you what it was like. There was no girl sports. My brother played baseball. On Saturday, it was uh, Little League Baseball. On Saturday morning, we got up. Everybody helped do all the chores. We cleaned the house, mopped the floors, done all the washing, did everything, got everything Who did
0: what? What did Paw Paw do?
1: So he would help everybody cleaned the house, had jobs to do. If mm-hmm. the grass needed cutting,
0: they cut. So the boys were out in the yard yes. cutting the grass and the girls were in the house. Cleaning
1: and like making beds, cleaning, washing clothes, everything had to be done. Mm-hmm. Then it comes time, we. at that time you could do this, which is against the law do it now. We all got in the back of a pickup truck.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I did that when I was growing up. I wrote. No, the No, I'm pickup. talking about
1: the baseball team.
0: <laughs> the whole team?
1: <laughs> the baseball team and me and Sandra <laughs>
0: was all those boys. Was Paul the coach? Yes. Of course he was.
1: <laughs> Get in the back of the truck, go where we were playing ball. I kept books. Sandra worked in the concession stand, and Mom was just... There.
0: In the sand. Good. So what I want to know what what was her was process our... of getting ready to go to a baseball game? What did she wear to the baseball game? Well, she
1: wore pants and
0: something like stuff. slacks. Yes, not not blue jeans. Not well, yeah. She wore blue jeans. She sometimes? wore blue jeans. Really? Just like she dressed like I did. Did she? Well, did, was it? Did she have a feminine mystique about her? The you know was it? Did she wear like very feminine blouses and no, no, no. stuff, or did she wear like just t shirts and a, and She's jeans and sneakers? Just
1: like me, t shirts, jeans, sneakers.
0: She did that because that, that's what I wrote down here. Because I'm I'm trying to build a little bit more of a complex well, profile it, for her. what did she wear? What did she? You know? Did she? And one question I, I just it just occurred to me. Um, did she wear any perfume? She did. Do you remember what it was? I can smell it, but I don't remember what it was. So you can still smell her perfume. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you smell it? To, like, do you smell it at times today? I do. Do you? Because I can smell your perfume, and it just sends me straight back, you know, to to childhood.
1: But for the most part, like, well, if you look at me, you're mm-hmm. looking at your grandmother.
0: Really? Oh, really? Were do you it. all the same height?
1: Yes, and same build. Do you look at me
0: today, that's So weird. this is probably what she would have looked like. Yes. It, had she lived, and you're 20 years younger than her, or whatever, 20 years ago, she would have looked like you, probably. Exactly like me. She would have dressed like me. Mm.
1: dress for church, dress to go out, but for the most part, jeans and T-shirt, tennis shoes.
0: Well, um...
1: But that was like our family life I mean we all look forward to it Mm -hmm. I mean that was
0: exciting and did she did she have did you all have like people that you like did she sit next to the same people in the stands every time and they would cheer was she loud I bet she was loud when she was cheering she was like what what kind of stuff did she cheer and say at the baseball games because Danny's a kid yeah he's out on the field but she's still screaming like a crazy person Mm -hmm. in the stands well what she said was always encouraging. What did she say?
1: Come on, you can. You can do it. You know you can do it. Just hang in there. Really?
0: You can do it. That gets me really emotional yeah. to, to hear you she say that very, she was that encouraging. Yeah,
1: she was very encouraging. W-
0: what about, because, okay, I'm going to put some people on the spot. And I apologize to them already for putting them on the spot, but I grew up seeing them do it. Pop was a little hard on Mark mm-hmm. when he was in baseball and Danny was pretty hard on Wes when he was in baseball. And I don't mean to put them on the spot or make them feel bad and you know, whatever, but I've seen them come off the field and directly say, you could have done this better and you could have done this better and you could have done this better Exactly. instead of letting them know what they did really well. Mm-hmm. They were like, if you ain't a hundred percent, we're gonna get you to a hundred percent. I saw them act that way. Was that sort of how she was at all?
1: No, no, no. She or did she always sure. come off saying
0: you did this great, you did that great? No, she
1: she was right the
0: opposite as far really as
1: that. She would start. She would tell you, mm-hmm. well, you did this great, this mm-hmm. was great, and
0: you know, pop would say, "What well, you could be doing better?" Or whatever. Of course, I saw him. Do, I saw him do it. That's and that's just, and that's the way men's hit minds work mm, a lot of she times. She was
1: always encouraging
0: yeah well I want I, I got a few more things that I just jotted down just she like, was
1: a very encouraging.
0: Really lady, yes. Um, I wrote down what TV shows did she watch? <laughs> Do you remember like you said you watch, you had one TV in the house. What was her favorite show? Specifically hers that if she had the, if she got the vote of what channel to put it on of the three at that time or whatever.
1: She liked westerns.
0: Really? Yes.
1: She liked westerns, like the rifleman, the bonanza, and I Love Lucy was one of the favorite shows
0: that she liked. Really? Mm. She liked, she loved, because, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that, right. I, I even put it on my resume now that I'm a Lucille Ball expert. Well, she was. Um, because it was just, the second I saw it, it resonated with me. Well, she,
1: that was one thing she liked. That was one of the things that she did like. Mm -hmm. Lucy show because it was a comedy also. Yeah. And of course dad liked to watch the westerns and she liked watching them too.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So let's take another little break get a little drink of water, go to the bathroom and then when we come back we're going to wrap up with some sort of hypothetical forward thinking things. (laughs) one of the things I was thinking about today um, was the relationship that somebody came in, coming into the family like <coughs> dad and Kathy and uh, Robert would have what was the kind of relationship that she had with dad and with Aunt Kathy and I kind of can guess how she felt about Uncle Robert but I mean, because one of the stories that I know the most about is one time she jerked Robert up by the collar and got in his face and said some things. But and maybe if it comes up later, I'll say it. But um, but yeah, what was her relationship with Kathy and Daddy, especially like?
1: She she liked both of them. She was the type person if. She liked you, you knew it,
0: and if she didn't like it, you certainly knew it. Do you remember the first time you introduced Dad to her? Uh, yes. What, what was that like? So he came
1: came to the house to ask me to go out. Mom got Dad. They went in the kitchen so we could have privacy, so they could ask me to out. And they to
0: did the handshakes and, hey, it's oh, nice yeah. to meet you and all yeah, that. Yeah. Or did they already know each other? Because They already knew each other. They knew... They had met before. So you don't really know when the first time Dad met both of them no. because it probably didn't even involve you.
1: No, it didn't. But
0: because they owned the store down at the bottom of the hill, so Dad's probably been in there to get gas and right. get and a cold drink.
1: Well, Mom and Dad knew your dad's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in the same live on the same
0: street um, or the same road. In
1: the same neighborhood all our lives. Mm-hmm. And Danny, my brother
0: was working with Larry
1: at that time oh know?
0: really yeah so they kind of knew each other before and when did Aunt Kathy and Uncle Danny get together they went to school I mean they, they were, were in the same room they at school. were high school sweethearts were they so yeah. she so they kind of knew each other oh, yeah. what did your mom think about that about high school sweethearts and she did she like Kathy oh, yeah. right off the bat because Kathy's just sweet she's just she, a sweet she person she liked her she
1: li- I mean yeah she liked her I mean, she knew. Her welcome to the family. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. she liked. Did Kat, when when Kathy and Danny started dating, in high they were dating in high school. Oh yes. When they started dating, did Kathy come and hang out after school at the house and hang out with yep. Danny and and go to baseball games and sit with your family at the baseball games exactly. and stuff? Yes, they already did. So so Aunt Kathy knew Mama when she was a teenager.
1: Exactly.
0: So, she most did. of her life, and that point. Um, yes. But yeah, is there anything that you remember about, you know, her interactions with them? Was it was it just, well, what, or was this? Did she just fall right into like the same motherly?
1: Fell right into the same motherly protection with them as she did her.
0: Really? Kids with did it? she? She felt protective of Kathy and yes. Danny, and what about Robert?
1: <laughs> well, she did Robert until he crossed her and didn't take care of his family, and then she let him know what she thought.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, do you think (laughs) Aunt Sandra would be bothered if I quoted what her mother said about him.
1: No, she wouldn't. I've told her many times, and she <laughs> knows she was standing right there. Well, because that she scared is, your dad. To that do. is the
0: one of the the most insane things I've ever heard. What <laughs> happened? Was she pregnant with Derek, or was Derek already born?
1: Derek was already born.
0: So, and they're living in the house, and Robert and Sandra are living back in the house where Sandra grew up with right. them because you know he needed just, he saved, you needed.
1: When Sandra married Robert, he did not have a job. They didn't have a place to stay.
0: So they moved in with your mom and dad, and he got a job. Was that the one that dad helped him get? No, no, no. Okay. This was
1: before then.
0: So he had this job, yes. and he walks off the job. He he's got life. a baby at home, does not even have a house of his own. Right. And he's got a baby at home, and he walks off the job. And you can this, cor- correct...
1: comes... Walks off the job and mom says, "What are you doing at home?"
0: So she, so she's at home. Yeah. He comes walking through the door and she's like, "What are you doing?" And well, he te- so and dad was there. already you said man, dad was there man. and everybody's just kind of hanging around. And she, he says, "Well, I quit my job." And she says, "Why?" Right? And he says, "Because I'm not making enough money there." No, he didn't like some of the people he worked. Oh, he hated the people. Yeah, he didn't so he like. Let, he let the people get to him. See, this is why I'm getting these stories confused, because this is not the first, second, third, or fourth job he's walked off of. No,
1: no, no. This um, was right when Derek was little. Little. And so he comes and home when and tells her. And and your dad was first dating. Right.
0: And, and so we
1: were there.
0: Was got, Kathy there, too? No, no, no. It was just us. Just you and Dad, and Sandra's there with the baby, and your mom's there. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've quit this job. She grabs him by the collar and puts him up against the wall and points in his face and says, you're the sorriest son of a bitch to ever shit behind a pair of shoes. Exactly. <laughs> as, and dad is standing as there As flat-footed there. as she can. And dad is just... He's
1: standing there looking at her. He said, oh, my God. He said, if she had said that to me, I would have never went back down there.
0: You just—that <laughs> would have been the end of your relationship because he's like, "Nope, not gonna do it." And he said, "I am glad that lady likes me." Well, she did, and she did like dad. She because did. that's the one thing about dad—he's got work ethic to the point where he'll kill himself doing a good job yeah. instead of instead of giving ninety percent instead of a hundred percent. So, and that's something that really resonates with your mom and dad, uh-huh. I guess. But yeah, I mean, I she—I mean, see, she tell me if this is right because I feel like I'm a little bit of a wordsmith. I, words come to me quickly and I can, I can mm-hmm. put together a string of words that can bite when I get mad. And I guess I feel like that's where I got it from her.
1: Well, you probably did.
0: Because Pop has a little bit of a temper and he doesn't... Or well, he did, I guess. He didn't really take the time to pick the perfect word. He just said them with such vigor that you were scared. <laughs> it sounds like she could really pick the perfect words that just made what she was trying to say sting like a white hot knife. And they exactly right. And that's really interesting because Carrie is the same way in the fact that she's really good with words too. She can write poems and she can put words together and I guess that's probably sort of where we get that.
1: Well, you've heard the old <laughs> saying, who is it when, <laughs> who is it speaks, they listen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, when she spoke. She spoke, people were listening.
1: When she spoke, you listened and nobody spoke.
0: <laughs> um, something I missed real quick. I just want to go back. Do you remember what her favorite thing to cook for dinner was?
1: Oh, my word. That's no-brainer. Chicken.
0: She liked to cook chicken. What, chicken. what did she make with chicken?
1: Chicken, mashed potatoes, biscuits, and some top vegetable.
0: Really? Like greens or Green something? Green
1: beans or turn
0: greens. Mm-hmm. Then that's, just, that's just something like that was what you could come home and you could was she frying it or baking oh, it or oh no bacon fried chicken
1: <laughs> that's why your dad says nah I've never that's what he said always I've never seen anybody in my life like chicken like your family
0: <laughs> it's true you know like you gnaw the bone <laughs> like a dog when you eat chicken two more things that I want to talk about real quick like i said we you built this this kind of profile for her for us you and danny and sandra have built this profile for Mm -hmm. us it's just like she's this wonderful woman when she spoke people listen yada 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 but there's always two sides to every coin yes we know that um what was something that she would do that annoyed you like what? Because I mean, you've done things that annoy me, and I do things that annoy you. And you know, it's like you and I have this real living relationship that we get mad at each other sometimes. And we, you know, we we've done that. But I don't know anything of that with you and your mom. Uh, there,
1: there's
0: not. Uh, she never annoyed you. No. Never. Not that. What I, about Sandra and Danny? Not that
1: I can think of. No. She never did anything
0: like even the she even the strictness or the. Did she say anything that was just like she didn't understand something? Like, you had a friend, and she's like, I don't like them. And you're like, no, they're good people, but, you know, no, don't like them. Nothing.
1: I can think of nothing that she did that annoyed me. No.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> I guess I'll have to find Sandra and Danny, because I bet they have different <laughs> stories. Probably. <laughs> Probably.
1: Um, but I can think of nothing that annoyed me.
0: Or well, Okay, so... There are still two sides to every coin. Yeah. What's the other side of her coin? <sighs>
1: That's
0: a hard one. Where was her what was her shortcomings? What was her? You know, was her short temper her shortcoming or? Yeah, her temper was not short. Really. I mean, it, she's like me. You take, take. She laid back, but then you cross a line. Mm-hmm. Look out. <laughs> So was she un- intolerant of anybody or, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I, I want to know. I want to know what the, what the no, no. less, you know, the, the, not seedier, not, you know, just the, the human side of it. The, mm-hmm. what made her human? Like what? She was like me, trying to take care of everybody. Was that her downfall? Uh, that no, she would work herself no. to death from taking well, care yeah. of everybody else? Probably. she worked Diminishing to death. herself? Yes, probably. Because that's what you do. You yes. take care of everybody around you until the point where you, you exhaust yourself. That was
1: probably her. I mean, she, she worked as hard as any man
0: has ever worked.
1: hmm You yeah, know, on a job, by like, working hard for that house.
0: Cause yeah, she and your dad worked their butts off to build that house, and or to get that house. And she worked hard for her kids to have what they needed. And you did? And we did. Mm. Um, Another question I wrote down, because I was just kind of meditating today on it all, and another question I wrote was, who was her best friend?
1: Well, she had a lady that she worked with at the chicken plant. Her Mm. name was Mickey Purdy. Mickey Purdy. Mickey Purdy. And she's still with us? No, she's she's not with us anymore. But they were like, well, this was years later after Aunt Jewel and all that. I mean, Aunt Jewel and her were best friends. In school? Well, no, after they married in the family. Because
0: Jewel married her brother. Right. And they were
1: like Lucy and Ethel. Really? Were they
0: really like Lucy and Ethel? Oh, yeah. What did they do? What did did she and Aunt Jewel get into? That made them like Lucy and Ethel. Well, I mean, they, I don't know. Uh, they just or did they just laugh whenever they, they got laughed together? They just laugh
1: when they got together. Did like they me.
0: gossip about people? No, they did gossip. Because I know Jewel's not really the type to gossip no. now. Well, she just passed this past year, but no, they. I, I don't know. They just
1: we, families would get together, go camping. Families would get together, go fishing.
0: We, so they, <laughs> it really is. It's so funny because I have such complex feelings about so much in life. And I, I, I make things so complicated sometimes. And it just really wasn't complicated for them, was it? Work hard, do fun things. Not complicated. Don't tolerate intolerance among not people. Not
1: complicated at all. Every weekend, some of the family was together.
0: Mm-hmm. Could. Well, I mean, we lived in bug tussle. I mean, that's, that's where I we're from, remember we, on that mountain.
1: Yeah, I can remember when we were younger, Robert, you know, the three kids and the two families got together. We went to Gunnersville Lake camping, mm-hmm. and that's where me and Robert learned to swim. They took us out in the boat and threw us out. <laughs> <laughs> learned to swim, that's how we did. And we was always going to the lake, swimming, fishing, camping,
0: well, it's, it's funny that... Um, I
1: mean, some of the family was always together on weekends
0: when we were young. Right. And that's, and that's how I grew up, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I think about it, because there was times when all eight of us were out in the yard at Pop's house, mm-hmm. just playing and playing basketball and picking up apples off the tree, off the apple tree out front, or sitting on the porch playing a board game. We were always outside, always barefoot. So I guess you really did raise us the way that you were raised. Mm, people don't do that today. Well, and we still we get together. We're in our thirties and forties, and we still get together as grandchildren with our grand with our children, and and still do the things that we did when we were younger as best we can. But you know, it's funny because like I wrote down this question, and it is the perfect question to ask now that I've figured out there is no dark side to, or ne- <laughs> tail side to her coin. She's just this woman. I wrote down, can you remember any specific advice she gave you? Mm. Because she sounds wise.
1: Oh, she was. She was wise, but let me think. Not real sure. Not. I can't think of any advice.
0: It seems to me like to her things were like almost simple on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you came to her for advice, well what's right. You know what's right, so do what's right. Yeah, that well that
1: was probably the advice yeah. you're getting. Really? And to this day, well, even when I was, you know, married and I would think back, well, what would mom do?
0: What would she say? Do you really do you think about that a lot? I do. Think Even that, today. Yeah. And what would she say? And what's the last time you said that?
1: Uh well, well the the land where Danny lives, you know. hmm Uh when she passed away I had an acre of land over there. And uh so Danny calls and says, I want to buy your land. I said, I don't want to sell it because that's all I have left of Mom. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, hell, I'll just use it anyway. I'm going to build a chicken house. I said, he said, i just use it like it's mine. I said, well, if that's what you think Mom would
0: want you to do, then you go ahead. There ain't no chicken house over there. No. And there never has been a chicken house over there. No.
1: (laughs) He didn't use the land. Like I said, if you think that's what Mom would want, go ahead. That was the end of that
0: you, I mean. So she had she had power over y'all when she was in the grave. <laughs> exactly. Um, th- I'm gonna go through this list real quick because we're getting mm-hmm. short on time. But <laughs> so I wrote down was she left-handed or right-handed? Both. She was ambidextrous. You know, I'm a little ambidextrous. She was I pick right. up everything with my right hand. I write with my left hand. She wrote with her
1: right hand, and she. When she played softball, she batted left-handed.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: But when she was in the field, she... ...throwed
0: with her right hand. But she really? batted left-handed. She batted left-handed and threw with her right hand. Yeah. Like, uh, so she just was, she was literally fast. ambidextrous. Yeah,
1: she was versatile
0: either way. Um, and, I don't know, I just feel like... ...again, knowing what society was like in the 50s and 60s and 40s too but you weren't there in the 40s but mm-hmm. 50s, 60s and even into the 70s women were supposed to be soft and subservient to men and you know they, they were supposed to be the weaker sex mm-hmm. and she was not.
1: No,
0: she this was just not. This is not. So I wrote down this other question that says what's something she did that can be considered unconventional? Like What I mean by that is like, um, for lack of a better example, when Mary Tyler Moore was on the Dick Van Dyke show, people were like, well, she's different because she's wearing pants in the house and women don't wear pants. They wear this, you know, something like that, that she just did without caring, that was kind of unconventional, but didn't matter that much to her. No, that's a hard one. <laughs> because you didn't know. You didn't know anything other than her growing up.
1: No. Uh, well, my dad, Well, she would always be at the baseball games, and, well, she played music and with my dad. Well, that's that's kind of
0: unconventional, and, a woman of that time and, standing and, up on stage with men. Yeah, and
1: a lot of... Other people didn't do
0: that. Was she the type of person that was real com—was comfortable with everybody? Mm-hmm. Like she—that's what it seems like to me. She'd walk in a room. I don't care. I'm here because I'm going to play music, and if you don't like it, that seems like a big you problem.
1: That's exactly what she was. <laughs> she was comfortable with
0: everybody, and you know, so and there was no no animosity towards um, towards her from other people. They just she created comfort. That she did. She could have been. A politician or or a teacher or she
1: could have she could have done some she could have done whatever she wanted to do
0: but the circumstances didn't allow for that the way that it did for you and the way that it did for me and the way that it will for Megan and her kids and and stuff um these are the harder questions for me Uh, actually before I go on to that I want to ask you this what pop is My biggest sort of bonding moment with Pop is that he was a politician. Mm He he campaigned for people. He held political office uh, at different times, and I, you know, once he was the beat committee man, I was on staff for him, and so he was into politics. And I tell people to this day, if there's anybody living that carries on pop's political legacy, it's me. Oh, you're exactly right. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I grew up in a family in Alabama that was so Democrat. They were yellow dog Democrat till the day they die. And they did die (laughs) going (laughs) to the grave as yellow dog Democrats. Mm -hmm. Was she as political as he is? No, no. was it? But he was that political back then too. Oh yes, he was. He always has been. I
1: always. But she been.
0: wasn't super political. Well,
1: she was, but she didn't voice her. She didn't voice it like he did.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you have told me also because she played music. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a you. I've seen her bass, the bass that she plays. Yes. I actually own the microphone that she would sing into because yes. when Pop died. They were clean, You were cleaning out the house when he died to get rid of all the musical stuff because he didn't need it anymore, and you gave it to Uncle Brent. And Uncle Brent's like, mm, it's not. It's so old. It's not really usable. So we're just going to throw it away. But he gave me. Uncle Brent is on the other side of the family, by the way. We haven't talked about him. Won't talk about him because it's on the other side of the family. Um, for the listeners. Um, but he gave me. He gave me a box, and he said, "I figured you might want to have this one." And I looked inside, and it was the microphone that was dented, like it had been dropped and it had been used. Oh, I'm sure it had been dropped a lot. <laughs> and I realized that that is the microphone that both my grandparents would sing into when they would go and bring their own equipment. They've had their lips on that microphone many times to sing songs. One of the stories you told me was that they— and I don't, want, I, I don't know the context of it. All I know is that she has played the— very famous Big Jim Folsom governor of Alabama Uh, she played his upright bass exactly slapping them strings like a crazy person exactly hitting every note with ease exactly was that a was that a political rally or anything like that or is it just a coincidence that this Big Jim Folsom loved music and they wound up in the same space well that
1: that
0: probably was political it was a political rally yeah That, that excites me that gets me super excited to Dad know was that.
1: In politics, and so, you know, Big Jim Folsom had it, and he said.
0: Because she played the, the, I don't know what you, I don't know what you call electric it, bass. the electric bass, like a, like a guitar, a bass guitar. Yeah. But she could also play an upright bass, well, slapping the strings. that's what she started on. That's what she had played. on upright bass. Yeah. Oh wow. No,
1: that's what she started playing it with his band, with Big Jim Folsom's upright bass. Oh really? Yes
0: see this I mean she just I don't I feel like I could go a whole other hour just on that um, because That's
1: she started playing on and she kept it for a long time and then they went with the electric bass because it was more convenient to carry mm-hmm. to play and, and all it's that. easier you
0: can strap it on and mm. whatever but um did she and she sang as well yes she had a good a beautiful singing voice yes did she sing around the house yes. What kind of stuff she sang around the house? Well, it was all country-western. All country-western. All
1: country-western, yeah.
0: If you had to, could you compare her voice to a singer?
1: Mm, that's a hard one, too. She would be between a, a Reba and a Tammy
0: one Really? Yeah. She could sing like Tammy now? Oh, yeah. So she had a wailing, mm. sort of lilting wail of a voice.
1: Between a Reba and a Tammy, yeah.
0: Because, I mean, to hear Tammy and Reba sing, it sounds almost painfully unruly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like they're almost crying when they sing. That would be her. That's it, huh? That's it. I love that. Um, yeah, and now, just to kind of wrap it up, and I may touch back on this this week, because you're here in L.A., and I, can, and I have you here, and i got us talking about it. But there's some questions that it's a little, I don't know. I guess it's a little personal and almost a little hopeful. But I don't. I don't want you to sugarcoat it. I don't want to do any of that. I want to just ask for real. Um, what do you think that she would think of me? Because I never met her. And when I say that, I'm, what I mean is. I'm very—I mean, I'm not liberal because, I mean, I have her politics. My politics were her politics because her politics were pop's politics. But I moved to New York, and I moved to Los Angeles, and I'm an artist, and I am someone who thrives on learning as much as I can, but I also am very eager to stand up for the unconventional people. Uh Think she would be proud of you standing up? You do think so? Oh, I think she would. Even if she didn't agree with the people I was standing up for? Exactly. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Just because the type of person she was.
1: She was, like I said, you look at me, you look at her.
0: Do you think that she that these that people, like, like the plight of the plight of brown people right now, Mexicans and people from Latin America, they're they're being Mistreated and stuff. Do you think that would that would hurt her heart? Yes, that would hurt her heart. You don't think she would succumb to the peer pressure of? Oh no! Uh, because where we come from, people are really. I mean, it, it almost makes me want to curse how racist they are. They're very racist. Oh no! There's people there. Not that all is. people. Not pe- all people from Buck tussle but there are people on Facebook. From Bug Tussle today, who are very racist. Well, you don't think she would ever oh be one no, of those people? she
1: would not be racist. Matter of fact, when dad worked in Birmingham, he worked with black guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this didn't happen
0: much. And, and I want to just preface that. That was what, in the 60s? Yeah. So that is when black people, even though Lyndon Johnson, in the mid-60s was doing away with Jim Crow, they still didn't mix. No, they didn't They didn't mix. mingle they didn't and mingle. befriend each other like they do today. But
1: Dad worked with those people. They would come, but only in daytime now. I mean, they didn't always mm-hmm. hang around there at night.
0: Well, it wasn't safe for them at night.
1: But they have been to our house many times, mm-hmm. helping Dad work on the house, and Mom would cook for them.
0: Did they bring their wives? Sometimes they did. And they would hang out, and the wives would and hang out with Mama. Yeah, just hang out. I think she would, from what you tell me, it seems like, because Pop was really instrumental in mm-hmm. getting um, James Fields elected to the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. And we come, I mean, where we come from, Coleman County, it's historically extremely racist. Yes. Like, more so than most places in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Historically. And for James Fields to be elected into the House of Representatives as our representative of Coleman County. Mm -hmm. Sounds like she'd be really proud to be a part of that. She would.
1: Very much so. Like, she treated those guys like they were just part of the family.
0: Really? And that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Because there's no different. Because they didn't work any any less hard than Mm -hmm. Pop worked in the same job. Um...
1: And I can remember them coming several times and helping Dad like underpin the house. She would cook for them, but they they would say,
0: "Okay, we have to be gone before dark." And they and would she she would understand and she, she would, would say, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, probably." She understood. Yeah. You probably do because my neighbors suck.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly.
0: Um. I. W- what do you think? What do you I sort of want to kind of hit everybody a little bit. What would you What do you think that she would think of Megan and Coy and Eaton? And oh, she would be the most proud great-grandmother that ever walked the
1: face of the earth. Really? Yep. Um, she would. That was one of my, you know, it bothered me for a long time because she met, she got to meet one of Denny's kids, mm-hmm. one of Sanders' kids, but... I didn't have kids till later. She right. never met. Cause you had trouble having kids. She never met either one. You know
0: my kids, and I wish she had. And I grew up. <laughs> I mean, it's kids are resilient. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't. Know, you know, I knew that because she died nine years before I was born. But it seemed like to a kid, to me, it seemed like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it she just was gone. Like, so long ago, but I'm sure at nine years, that wound was still fresh. Oh, yeah. And it, Megan, it was only, I guess, what, 78 to 85 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Five years after she died, you had Megan. So, that's a very fresh wound
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to deal with. So, that's, yeah, it really sits with me and makes me sad that we're so close, but so far away. Exactly. But, um... What do you think, especially me and Megan, but I want you to think about all the grandchildren, Carrie, Danny, not Danny, Carrie, Wes, who are Danny's kids, and Miranda and Daniel, who are Sandra's kids, and me and Megan, who are your kids, out of all of us, what what do you see in us that was her, that was just undeniably we got it from her? Because you probably, as far as, like, knowing all six of us Mm -hmm. and Derek who passed away, you probably know all six of us most intimately. Mm -hmm. I would say you know all six more than Danny or Sandra would know all six in that way. You know what I mean? You were the favorite aunt. Mm. You were were (laughs) the, well, you know what I mean? You were the one who just kind of always had a hand in on everybody's raising a little bit. So, yeah, what do you see in the grandchildren, the six of us, that was just her? Probably the
1: part where kinda laid back, but you take, take, then you hit a nerve and
0: wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Who do do you think that? Is it me or is it, or do we just kinda all have that?
1: I think we kinda all have that.
0: Yeah. That little bit in. What about Megan, my sister? Um, what does she have that's maw
1: I think that would be it. Just, she never says a lot, but then you take, take, and then she says a whole lot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> that was her. She was kind of laid back, but then if you struck a nerve, she was loud and clear.
0: Did she have angst about anything? No. Never? What about even when she got sick?
1: Yeah, when she got sick.
0: Uh, like, what did that look like? Was she anxious about getting her getting everything together because she knew she was dying, or did it look like a fear of dying? It kind of looked like a fear of dying. Well, that That's leads like, me to the, one of like the... she was leaving something undone. She felt like... I mean, and it does feel like that. Like she... A little bit. I mean, and I don't want to take away from the next chapter, which was a second wife mm-hmm. and a son and all that. But, I mean, it was undone. It was left undone because
1: I, mean, I, I never like met her. When she was dying, she was feeling like she was leaving something undone that she wished she could have finished because she did know that she was done. Yeah. I mean, there was no, you know, she knew.
0: Because she had two two rounds of... She thought she was getting better at one point, right? Well,
1: she had first brain surgery. She had one really good year where she was not sick. She was not, you know, she she did do the chemo and all that, and it didn't Because it sick.
0: started as lung cancer. No, it didn't. No, it started as a brain tumor. Oh, okay. I thought it started as lung cancer the no. whole time.
1: Well, they always say if you have brain tumor, it comes from somewhere else. Oh, really? That's what they say. But by the time she died, she had severe lung cancer. Mm-hmm. But then she wound up with a second brain tumor. And right. the second one is which we do want it. It
0: was deeper and... Started putting her down. Mm-hmm. Going down. Well, I know that she went to church. She's buried at the church where I grew up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For a long time, she was the only grave there. And then... Her oldest grandson died in a car crash, and then now finally her husband is buried next to her, and so mm-hmm. there's three there, but um, would you say she was religious as far as, like, because, I mean, in the South at that time, going to church is something you did. Mm-hmm. You did that on Sunday. You go to church, um, but, do you, but was that—how
1: important, how paramount was that to her? More so in her later years, Mm -hmm. not earlier.
0: So she. Not in her younger years. She might have been raised going to church. Was she raised going to church in her youth? No. She wasn't. Mm -hmm. So she found church later. Mm -hmm. And she did church like people do church. You go to church on Sunday,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, have a picnic or whatever, and then go home and live your week and then do it again on Sunday. What did her spirituality look like at home? No,
1: that's a hard one. <laughs> what do you mean her spirituality? Well, like,
0: I mean, I guess we all have ways that we manifest our spirituality that is not part of the worship service at church. Like, mm-hmm. I do a lot. I, I set aside some time for myself each day to meditate and pray and you know i do i taking care of my body is a very spiritual thing for me to to really keep the vehicle with which i navigate this life that's my spiritual practice here at home some people read the bible with their kids every night some people their spirituality manifests when they sit around the table and they pray before dinner what do you do you know of anything that uh-huh. she did specifically with that her spirituality well, it, was manifest yeah
1: that was probably her she had her own quiet time she did she did where she read the Bible it was just
0: her just her own thing so that was where more than just doing church like people do church yeah. that was where she really took it into her life yes and and was probably meditating and which that's not something people did back then. No, they didn't. But that but, was her
1: I mean, she always had her quiet time.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you think she was deeper than she ever let anyone know? Yes. I do. How so? I mean what do you think what do you think that was rooted in? Love for family, concerns for the community? What do you think it was rooted in? More probably love for family.
1: That, I mean, that was her her life, she worked to to have, like, for us to have a place to live, for mm-hmm. us to have things that we needed. She worked. I mean, she was hard working woman. Well, she probably worked harder than any woman in the community.
0: Yeah. As far as working hard. Because she and Pop were pretty well known in the community. Oh yeah. Because they always gave back to the community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What. Um, What do you think, had she lived, and I'd met her, and she, you know, say, for the sake of argument, just say she lived as long as Pop lived, when I was 24, when he died, what do you think my relationship with her would have been like? Oh, it had been wonderful. Like, what do you think we would have... Oh,
1: she would have had all of her grandkids there all the time, spoiling them,
0: just she would have spoiled them oh yeah <laughs> just give them anything they want anything they want let them eat cookies cake do you think she would have been involved like intimately involved in the goings-on of our lives i think so you think she would ask like what's going tell me all about it oh yeah she, she would have should have been fascinated by what we're doing do you think she would have gotten involved in the people we we were dating or getting with do you think she would advise us and say, mm, it's a terrible person. You probably uh, need to walk away from him. Yeah, she would have. Really? That would be the type of person she would be. Do you think she would have mellowed out? She would have mellowed out. Because you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> so mellow now.
1: <laughs> she would have mellowed out, but she would, I think she would be the type, Her green, all of them there, spoiling,
0: giving them what they want, like I do, Coy cool even. What do you, think, Megan? Megan texted me earlier. She's she wanted to know what do you think her advice to us would have been, the grandkids. Like, what do you think she would have told us? The one, the, like, the lesson she would have wanted us to really get. Same thing she
1: gave us. You know what's right. Do it.
0: Really. I think she would. Would she have created a space because now more than ever? I mean, it's no secret I'm a Democrat just like Pop was, just like she was. Do you think that that advice would have come with a specific answer? Like, you know what's right. Or would it be what you think is right? You need to do it. Mm, I think it would be what you think is right. You need to do it. Because, you know, in our family, we're divided when it comes to things that we think is right. Mm. Some people in our family think that you know, this thing is should be illegal, and some people in this and fam- our family thinks this should be legal, and you know I we're we're divided. And I so I think she would be the type of person. You know, she what's wouldn't that? have a specific no, no, no idea of like, well, do you need to like like you like you had said to Danny? Well, because you kind of had. I mean, I don't know. I won't say you had a specific build the chicken house or don't build the chicken house, but. <laughs> There was one, you know, you know what your mom would have done, and that's not build the chicken house. Right. So you had that specific, but she never would have come to us with advice with like, well, you know what's right, and then think they better pick the right one.
1: No. She would say, you know what's right, so what you think is right, you need to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else that you think we should... Know or discuss or talk about? I think we've covered it. You know what I really want to know? I just, just I don't know why this did not occur to me till just now. But what do you think she would think about the world we live in now? Because there was no, there were no cell phones, there were no computers, there were no internet, there was no Donald Trump at that time. There was, you know, this crazy weird world we live in. What do you think she'd think about it? I think she would probably think sometime like I do, this Because we've got people in our family who believed the way that she and Pop believed who don't believe that way anymore. Mm. You don't think she could have possibly changed her mind and...
1: No, I don't think so. She would... I think she would think some of the things are cruel.
0: Like kids, children in cages? Yeah. She would th- she would. She would be... Oh, that Upset would, about that? That would really upset her, that part. Stuff like that would really upset her. And the separation of families. I guess that really would upset her, no separating way. families, because that's all she ever wanted was her family to thrive. That would... Those things would really upset her. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I really feel like i have I've learned... Like, I don't know. I feel closer to her, and I want to keep feeling closer to her, and I want to know stories about her because I... Megan and me, specifically, we were raised in a world where she was gone. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, dad's dad was gone. We don't know. We never knew anything about them, really. I mean, we know more about her just because there's those stories Mm -hmm. that we got. And that's, I mean, that's interesting that... And I want you to keep
1: learning about
0: her because she was a... Well, I'd really love to talk more with Uncle Danny and Sandra and maybe even put it on the podcast just to add to this narrative. Um, but thanks for doing it. I'm going to make you talk about other stuff on other episodes. So
1: You're more than welcome.
0: We've got work to do. I hope you, hope you knew you were going to be on the payroll when you got here. <laughs> um, but that being said, we're already at an hour and a half, and I said, well, whatever, we'll go over. Because... I just really hope that everybody listening can really let these things that we've talked about think about their own family and think about how finite time is. And these people that you think have always been there, they're not going to always be there. And you better get the stories. You better get to know them because that's the way human history has evolved is that fables and family histories are told generation to generation. Like I know about your grandparents and the way they worked in the fields and stuff because we're told and we as young people, we need to get organized and ask the questions. So, so that we can know and, and give it to the next generation and compile the stories and take the pictures and build the history books of our own families because that's important. Yeah. Knowing where you go, knowing where you come from, will help you determine where you're going.
1: It is. So. It is important. And when people talk about their mom, you know, or whatever, it's like, well, I'd love to have my mom here one more time just to give her a big old hug and say, "I love you, mom."
0: Yeah, and sometimes. All you need is to tell your mom your problems.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to get emotional now because, (laughs) you know, I have moved to New York and I moved to L.A. And that didn't come without struggles. It's hard, but it's worth it to me because I really love the fascinating, exciting life that I live. But it did not come without struggles. And sometimes I call you and you're like, you're fine. You'll get through this. You've been through things you've been through. And you never had that. I'm 32 next week. And I can't imagine losing you or dad at 24 to navigate all of adulthood without her. Mm-hmm. That's a lot.
1: It, it was a lot.
0: And Danny was 22 and Sandra was 20. I can't imagine them, mm-hmm. all of you being that age. So It is a lot. So many times me
1: just, you know, when I first got married, I would want to pick up the phone and call mom and say,
0: you know, what would you do? Because that was a year after you got married. You got married in seven—no, two years. Two years. 76, and she died in mm-hmm. 78.
1: So. And still, to this day, as old as I am, I would love to— sometimes I think, well, i just pick up the phone and call Mom and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's going on. What would you do? <laughs> but—
0: and she probably would have the right answer. She
1: probably would. And you know, to this day, I still think, well, what would, my mom, what would my mama do?
0: And it's so funny, and I'm, I'm going to say this because, I mean, I'm, this is the first time. I didn't really want to talk about this on the podcast, and I'm not going into details. It's not a thing. There's some trouble in our family that started when Pop died, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But I'm sure that's one of those situations where you'd be like, what would you do? If all this was going on, what would you do? Um, But, you know, there's no, that's like some kind of weird twilight zone thing that you'd never know the answer because if she hadn't died, this problem would never have happened.
1: Exactly.
0: So, but that's, you know, like I said, it's, it's not worth going into, but it's just interesting that it's become a quagmire of a problem that I'm taking the reins on to fix myself because I can't deal with this problem anymore. But it's just so funny. Like, what do you think she would say about stuff like that? What would she tell you? Not that specific problem, but the troubles in your life. What would she say?
1: Uh, I think it (laughs) would—well, like I said, it wouldn't—if she hadn't passed away, it wouldn't be happening. But I think she would set the record straight with everybody.
0: Well, you know what? That's what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm setting the record straight. Oh, she would, I'm writing letters. I'm making copies. Everybody's setting the record straight. She would set the record straight in a heartbeat. Leave no stone unturned? Nope. So she would go to everybody involved and say, this is what you need to know. Exactly. And this is all I'm going to say about it, probably. Right. Well, I guess maybe she's watching over me. Maybe she's... Maybe she's... Got some kind of spiritual winds at my sail that's making me want to do this because it just came over me one day to write the letters, start more, writing letters, and than set than the you record probably straight. Probably no, probably. But and Carrie and Megan both have been very in, influential and involved in me doing this, and very supportive. And you've been supportive too about setting the record straight because that's what Bethel would do. She would definitely do it. Well. That's beyond all the time we have for this episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hope you enjoyed the extra long episode this week. Um, but don't worry. I'm going to wrangle my mother back for another episode. And it won't be as heavy as talking about dead relatives. But it's going to be fun. Um, if you want to... Follow the show on Facebook. Go to We Need to Talk on Facebook page and join the conversation and tell us what you think. You know what? I want to hear from you this week. I want to know what are some of the things you wish you could ask your relatives who've since passed and how did this story resonate with you and tell me the stories and we'll talk about those on the next show if I get any stories. Um, If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Kyle L. Henderson and on Instagram, It's also at Kyle L. Henderson. And my mother does not have very much social media that you should probably follow her on, but she's got a wonderful story, and stay tuned for more episodes with her to come in the future.